Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper, and with me, as always, is the beat writer of the Heart of Giants Nation, Chris Bizignano. Chris, I was pumped as hell. First off, there's so much going on in Giants land. I would say more bad than good right now, i got to be honest. Um, I was so pumped as hell to watch that game Saturday, and mentally I knew Daniel Jones wasn't playing, Barkley wasn't playing, a, a, a slew of starters weren't going to play. Yeah. But um, I guess one thing's for certain, if Mike Glennon is starting, we're screwed. Uh, I had no excitement <laughs> watching that game, Chris. It was the least excited I've been watching Giants football. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think. Maybe the 2003 season uh, when I knew Fossil was was done. Um, I mean, I, look, it's preseason, but we get excited for it. And like I said, I knew all these guys weren't starting, but holy crap, man. I turned that game on. I was like, what the hell am I watching? And I know why they do it. They want to they want to look at the back end of the, of the roster, but holy sh- crap, Chris. I'm sorry. Just wasn't that psyched, man. Well, one unit that was starting was the offensive line. There you go. Right. Right. And what happened? Like the first play of the game, it was a sack. Right. Matt Pert. Right. Kenny, Wig- Kenny Wiggins is in there for Lemuel. Wiggins, as you saw the other night, uh, he's not a starting guard in this league. Right. Uh, and the offensive line got a little bit better next few series, but I, I think that was a little concerning, right? I mean, um, the way the Jets got after him a little bit. Now, when those guys left the game and the second stringers and the depth guys came in, you saw what a major concern it is major. for this team. Huge. Major Huge. concern. Yeah. Because the Jets' second and third string guys were blown right by them. They were abusing them up front. Okay? Yeah. Uh, not a, one positive, Jerry. Uh, I, I actually put it on Twitter yesterday. Andrew Thomas is having a nice camp. Yeah, he did say that. The yeah. few pass snaps, he did pretty good against Carl Lawson, who's you know wrecking havoc in the Jets camp. You know, Lawson's a solid you know defense. He, he did a good job on him in the Bengal game last year, and he did a pretty good job on him the other night in the, in the limited snaps. I used your tweet in a conversation today with a with a Patriots fan. They called me and said, "Hey, man, how's uh, how's the line look?" I said, "Ah, oh, Andrew Thomas is having a good quiet camp, and Nick Gates <laughs> looks good." So anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, so. Uh, wasn't too encouraged with the starting offensive line, right? No, uh, no. Uh, and Mike it's, Gle- it's it's not like it's a secret, dude. This is the one thing we were concerned with. Yep, yep. Um, Mike Lennon showed you what, why he's been a career backup, and I see it every day in practice, and I just shake my head at some of the throws he makes in practice. And you saw the other day the first the first pass of the game almost was picked, right? Yep, yep. Another one was deflected. Um, Col- he makes Colt McCoy look like Jeff Hostetler. I, I right. was like, get Colt McCoy back here, man. Anyway. Right, right. So, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, everybody's main concern is the offensive line. And I think it's still a concern. <laughs> um, now they'll be, they're going to be in some, you know, the two joint practices with the Cleveland Browns tomorrow and Friday. And then obviously they play them Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Very good test for this line, Jerry. Uh, the Browns are pretty good up front. Your boy Clowney's over there. <laughs> uh, Miles Garrett, you know, we, they got talent in our linebacker position. This is a talented group. And it's going to be a very good test for this offensive line. Because, Jerry, you saw the other night that if, God forbid, dude, <laughs> if a couple of guys on the starting unit go down. Yeah. Now, the question, there's a question mark how well they're going to play to begin with. I was going to say, Chris, I'm not too thrilled with the starting unit. But, right. but if they get hurt, it's like, uh, okay. Right. Right, right Jerry? Yeah. It's like yeah. you, we're not even sure how well they're going to play. Right. And we're talking about the starting unit. Now, God forbid, dude. Yeah. God forbid a couple of guys go down during the season. You saw the depth guys. Now, now, if anybody thinks Ted Lawson 
you know, Gettleman loves these 50-year-old guys he brings in before camp during the season. Oh, we got Lawson in here. You know, uh, okay. You know, if you think that's the answer, even the Joe Looney's and the Zach Fulton's, you know, you didn't know how much ball they really had left, even if they didn't retire, you know? Uh, so the best guy coming off the sideline without question is going to be Nate Solar, you know, um, yeah. if they have to go to that. But the depth is a major concern. And, Jerry, there's nobody hanging off a tree that could give you 60 solid snaps that will jump right in there right now. It's too late in the season, dude. You might get a veteran after cuts September 1st. Yeah, everybody's is. asking about what trade you're going to make. What are you, it cries. What, what trade? We're at the point of no return almost right now. Like, this is <laughs> yeah. it. If we didn't draft one and we didn't pick one up in free agency, you know, as, as Rick Patino said, Robert Parrish and Kevin McHale aren't walking through that door right now. Like, this ain't happening. It, this is what we got. This is it. This is it. You might get another veteran, Jerry, or two, right, after the, after the cut down next week. And and after the final cut, you might bring a veteran. I'm sure they're going to bring some veterans in here, but there's a reason why they were cut too, dude. Right. Right. So, I'm, you, you know, you have you have the, the body of a Ferrari. You know, when you look at the weapons on this offense with the engine of a Pinto right now, I'm, I mean, that's just what it is. It's I, I'm trying not to be down here, but I don't know how you can be that psyched after seeing what we saw. And like you said, look, they got a little better, but the, the depth is terrible. Um, yeah. And we're not sure about the starters. But, you know, Chris, good news. We are bringing in cornerbacks. Uh, we're, we're really trying to solidify that 10th and 11th <laughs> spot in the defensive backfield. Uh, we traded Isaac Yadam for Josh Jackson. Yeah. And uh, we traded a six-round pick for Keon Cross. And now your boy, yeah. Michael Thomas, gave you some inside scoop. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That he's a yeah. baller. He's a great special team player. Excellent special teamer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, runs a 4-2. Can fly. Uh, yeah. So, look, I mean, I'm not going to be upset that we got corners that can back up. But you just think some of that might be – I mean, I, I, I literally just said I don't know what offensive lineman you can bring in. But you figured if they're going to try to bring in something, it would be your lineman. But, hey, we're, we're bringing in corners. So, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Keon Cross is definitely a kid. He'll give you some snaps in the outside. Special yeah. teams is his thing. Uh, like you said, Jerry, Michael Thomas was kind enough to, to kind of give me that inside scoop on him. He was teammates with him. Um, Josh Jackson's been, he was a high draft pick for the Packers, never panned out. He's going to come over here. Uh, we'll see what he gives us. You Chris, know, what do you, um, why, why, do you know anything about that? Because this first year he played okay. And then, it yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got injured. Kind of thing? He's been banged up a few times. He never panned out, Jerry. Okay. You know, he never really just panned out. He was a second round pick, I believe, for the pack, if I remember right. Yes. He, he, just, was. he just never panned out. Yep. So the Packers, look, you know, you don't, you don't unload really good corners in this league for nothing. Uh, and that's what they did. So there's a red flag. Yeah. We, we gave um, them Isaac Yedem for yeah. him, guys. <laughs> so Gedwin picks up a few more corners. You can never have enough corners. You believe that. Uh, we all know. Um, and so that solidifies that back end a little bit more, they feel, you know, depth-wise and all that, and special teams-wise. Let's not forget, Jerry, you know, the special teams unit did not finish the year strong last right. year. That's right. Did not finish the year strong. They're going to make sure that doesn't carry over into this season, you know? Right, right. They want those gunners solidified. Cam Brown, as a matter of fact, against the Jets, he's one of their best special teams players. As a matter of fact, Cam Brown... If you remember, Jerry Lacey literally saved the game against the Bengals when he had yep. he tripped up that punt return. He that guy would have been gone. Remember? Yep. yep. Um, so he specifically just played special teams against the Jets. You know, it was funny watching him during the game and then afterwards asking Judge and and it was like, why isn't Cam Brown getting any defensive snaps? It was strange, you know. Yeah. And Judge explained he just wanted him on special teams for the night. Um, he's one of the top guys. Cross Cross was giving one of the top guys. You know, 
you know, judges and special teams, guys, special teams can lose you games. They don't want to make sure that does not happen. Right. It almost cost them the Bengals game last year, you know? Yeah. And, at, and towards the end of the year, their special teams unit was not good. Remember how much heat judge caught? Like, Joe, this is your thing, right? Coach, yep. this is your thing. And the, yep. the, 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 the unit looks like crap. Remember, right. Jerry, the last yep. few games? Yep. So they got to make sure they get that right, you know? Um, as far as the offense, look, they, they, you don't really put much into, the, into know. it, know. you know? Um, and I got to oh. remind myself that, like, I don't want to come away like just pitching and moaning, but it was just, you know, you wait all year for it and you're like, this, yeah. this is what I got, huh? Okay. Yeah. Well, look, you know, it, there's no really game planning, yeah. uh, but like I just said, the offensive line was out there, right? you know, except for, you know, Lemieux and it wasn't too impressive. Um, and so you would have liked to have seen those guys against the Jets ones kind of control the line of scrimmage a little, little bit. Now, some positives. There was positives all over. Corey Clement, I thought it was a positive right up to where he fumbled in a high red area. And <laughs> you know? to, your credit, to your credit, you said this is the second, this is the best running back in camp right now. I, I you know, I think Corey showed that the other night, you know. Yep. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously the mishap with the fumble, we can't have that. We know that, right? So, um, uh, on offense, uh, look. David Sills. Uh, Dave, oh, thank you. I mean, David Sills. I mean, how, like, let's not, uh, sorry. Sorry to yell, but let's not overthink this one, Giants. This guy deserves to make the team. Like, fifth receiver, sixth receiver, fourth receiver. I don't care. Don't tell me about special teams because you're picking up these corners who can be your gunner. This guy needs to make this team. Well, don't. And I know that there's the Corey Washingtons. There's the Travis Rudolphs, like the, the nice story that you, you want to make it and fans go crazy when they don't. I get it. But this one's legit. Like, And he's, he better be on that roster when, when it's all said and done, man. Yeah, well, you know, Jerry, I, I, we always talk about, uh, I'll bring up about training camps stars, you know, yeah. and this and that. But you know what? Yesterday he was doing it against Bradbury. He's yeah. been doing it against Adoree Jackson in practices. Yep. And now, you know, you see another jersey, the Jets. He goes out there and makes a beautiful 37-yard one-handed reception, you know, uh, the other night. Yesterday he lights up Brad. I shouldn't say lights up. He beats Bradbury with a beautiful fade. Right. Uh, you know, and Bradbury was talking. I actually asked Bradbury about him yesterday. You know, yeah. um, they're all impressed. He every practice now preseason game. This kid's got to play, dude. This yeah. uh, excuse me. This kid's got to be on the roster, dude. Right, right. Okay, which leads us to what? Kadarius Tony. Yeah. I mean, is it getting frustrating? Is Very it getting cool. like enough now? Yeah, I mean, he's the number one pick. Okay. You didn't take the big offensive lineman who's dominating guys in the Chargers camp, but we'll see how that works out, right? You take Tony, and this kid has been had issues from day one, right? COVID, foot injuries. Now shoes, he's falling. Shoes. Shoes. He's falling behind now. Uh, he doesn't play in the preseason game. He's going to travel to Cleveland. They don't know if he's going to play in any joint scrimmages. He's falling behind, okay? Yeah. Can he make it up? Yeah, he's supposedly a very hard worker. Gary told me yesterday he's one of the best classroom guys. He's he knows all everything that's going on. Gotta get him on the field, Jerry. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, this is nice. I'm hearing about classroom work. I'm hearing about this. That's great. But he has to get on the field because he's a rookie. And Gary agreed with me yesterday. I said, I said to him, I said, yo, coach, it's tough being a rookie in this league, and this kid's falling behind. Gary shook his head. And he's like, it is what it is, you know, but you could tell he's like, yeah, I know. You know, I mean, and even McGay, he was like McGay, he was, he was always pretty honest. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't just. You ask McGay, he special teams coach Thomas McGay, he a question. Yeah. He gives you an answer, unlike Gettleman, who you know who evades 
everything. He doesn't want to give you an answer, Gettleman, you know? Um, McGay, he's like, well, yeah, you know, look, uh, we're, we're hoping to get him on a special teams, but he's got to get out there, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's got to be frustrating covering it in the media and, and trying to get an answer, right, for, you know, a lot of Twitter followers who want to know what the hell's going on with Kadarius Tony, But just as a fan, you know, it's like this was our first-round pick. He's got this mysterious injury or something going on, and we don't know what it is. And it's like it's all this – all this covert operation stuff going on with the Giants, yeah. and it's it's uh, you know not it's not exciting, and it it should be a more exciting time. It should be, it, we should at least know what the hell's going on with this kid. Yeah, look, they don't they're not big on talking about injuries, but you know the more you give the media answers, like well, it's an old thing, we're not gonna get into it. You know, the more it kind of the storyline develops into a well, yeah. what's going on. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? If I, like, sorry, man, but if I'm John Mara, I'm like, hey, guys, <clears throat> I don't want all these guys speculating. Uh, Tell them what's going on, right? Like, Hey, Jerry, I'm with you, brother. Right? Like, if I'm the owner, I'm telling my head coach, guys, I'm sick and tired of reading headlines every day about some mysterious, and now you could you could just, look, I got to be honest with you, Jerry, after that press, press yesterday with Gettleman and Judge and Mara, we were all looking at it and show like, well, what's going on with this kid? Yeah. What's this big mystery? Right. Is it a calf? Is right. it cold? Did his body not react to COVID again? Maybe set him back. That's fine. Right. But you know, the more the more you leave it out there hanging, yeah. The more the story grows. Right. Right. You know. Um. So they hope to get him back. Look, I was on a radio station. Uh, I'm sorry, I was on a Cleveland TV station the other day, Jerry, and he asked you about Tony, and I couldn't give an answer, dude. Yeah. Uh, he's like, hey, uh, Chris, you know, what's up with the number one pick, Tony? Why is he not on the field? Uh-huh. Um. I really don't know. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, you know. He's had some old injury. He didn't play. He hoped to get him back this week. He he was working a little bit yesterday, Jerry. In individuals, uh, you know, running a few routes, and that was it. He was shut down. I was watching him. Obviously, yesterday at practice. Yeah. And now, and now it's a wait and see this week with the Browns. I'm sure he's not going to play Sunday against Cleveland. Right. And we'll see next week. You know, but you know, this is the number one pick, and you want to get him out there, and hopefully, they get him out there soon, Jerry. Because as my father used to say, it's getting late early, brother. You know? <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> that's awesome. I think that's a Yogi Berra quote. Nice. Good. That's a quote in the Yankees. Good job. Um, well, kicking the crap out of my team for the last two nights, so I got to quote the Yankees a little bit. And I think, yeah, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> By the way, Kadarius Tony, like, okay, so if he's not, if he doesn't, say he doesn't play against Cleveland, and for some reason he doesn't play against Patriots, and he's in the game, and he doesn't play much, but he's in the game. It's like he's getting the ball. Like it's gonna be an end around, guys. Like you know what I mean? Like he's not a decoy. I just that that it just because there's no film on him. It's just it just seems like it it lends itself to being very predictable once he's in. This isn't a, a guy who's gonna be starting for us. He's gonna be you know the third, probably the fourth wide receiver. So it's gonna be one of those things where once he's in, it's like oh here it, this is gonna be an end around. Okay, great, nice, nice way to way to call that one, guys. Way to not be predictable, but and that's an that's a uh, you know look that's 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 point number ten down the list of, of the reasons to be aggravated right now with regards to Kadarius Tony whether it's a an injury his health whatever it is, but um look man uh, it's a good week Jerry it's a very good test coming up against these Cleveland guys in these joint scrimmages and now the game Sunday it's a, it's a good test let's see if this offensive line holds their own plays well. And everybody will feel much better, right, Jerry? Because these are no slouches. These Browns are one of the favorites yes. to come out of the AFC. As a matter of fact, Jerry, you like them coming out. they might be my favorite. Yeah, I, yeah. I was talking to a Cleveland reporter the other night, and I told him, I said, yo, I think I'm picking you guys to come the hell out of the AFC. 
know, there's a, you know, so these guys are talented, Jerry, up front. Um, it's, you know, so it's a good test for this offensive line. I think Lemieux is going to play in these joint practices. You know, he told me yesterday, Lemieux, that his knee is about 100%. He feels good. really good, you know, and they've worked him in slowly. So very good. Look, let's see how they do. Let's see how they play Sunday. You know, I'm sure Stefanski is going to play his ones for like a quarter. Um, and, and, and we'll see, you know, Hey, this organization, Jerry, this fan base, um, they need a feel good moment from this line, even though it's early, even though it's just early, right? No need to panic, but you are looking for a feel good moments, right? Right. Right. So they play Sunday, um, and they move the ball. They run the ball a little bit against these guys. They pass pro a little bit against these guys. I think everybody will take a little sigh of relief and go, all right, a little right. better. You know what I mean, right. Jerry? Right, right. Now, if they go out Sunday and Miles Gavin is blowing people up, your boy Clowney's blowing people up. <laughs> you know, what I mean? <laughs> you know, um, you know, uh, uh, and they get a couple sacks, it pressures, and they're not running the ball. Everybody's gonna be like, what the hell, right? Yeah, it's totally. gonna be panic. Let's face it, Jerry. It's gonna be panic city. I'm trying not well. to be irrational and panic, but like, mm. based on what you've said, based on what's being reported, and then based on what I saw Saturday, it's like I don't feel any better. I feel probably worse than I did three months ago. So yeah, we need to see something. And I, I know it's only preseason, but like Parcells used to say, that scoreboard's up there for a reason, guys. You know, we keep <laughs> score. So. Yeah. Holy cow. And by the way, Kyle Murphy going to IR. You know, that was another guy that people were excited about, and now he's gone. So, you know, who? What the hell are you guys doing? You know, call me crazy, but I I like TJ Brunson. I like him too. He was the one He had the big hit the other night in that Jet game that caused that fumble. Him and uh, Rodarius Williams. We'll get into the defense a little bit in a few minutes. Yeah, sure. You know, uh, Brunson's a physical kid, dude. you liked him last him. year. You liked him yeah. last year before he was. I think he was. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he was IR'd last year too. Yeah, yeah. So that killed me when he tore up his ACL. You know, he yeah. tore his ACL, man. So he's gone for the year. You know, look, um, just a few good players, like we said. I thought Clement ran pretty good the other night. Yeah. Um, uh, Sills, obviously. You know, um, Glennon and then Dawson. Dawson almost got decapitated. You know. Oh wait, Plot's gummer, baby. And then Sandro with a big play. Actually, the play tonight. Him and Sills. Sandro with a big run. It was great to see the sideline erupt. Everybody they loves it. They game. really did, dude. They really went nuts. Yeah, that was awesome. I actually, you know what, Jerry? I actually looked over at the sideline from the booth, and I saw they were literally. And by the way, good news, everybody. I mean, we've been Saquon. We all know how he's developing. You had to see him leap in the air. Yeah. For Sandro, yeah. I was like, whoa! Yeah. Saquon launched himself up in the air. He was so excited <laughs> for the kid, Sandro. The gummer, we call him. You know. Yeah. Um, and that's but I, I you know, that's a, a good sign that. Saquon actually leaped like that. It really yeah, was, right. you know. Right. He's he was working more yesterday in practice too. Now Saquon's getting ramped up, you know, even yeah. more. Um, so that's a good sign. Um, on the defense, Jerry. Um, look, they went after Rodarius Williams. He got beat often. Sometimes he had good coverage. He did have good coverage. Right? That's the thing. Zach Wilson zipped the ball in there, man. He had good coverage on a couple of those. Right. Um, a few of those. I should what say. I liked about Rodarius. A never let down. Yeah, he stayed. He kept competing. Yeah. Two, he was a short tackler. Yep. Okay, he yep. made tackles. Yeah, dude. R- real quick, I'm not gonna be pissed around our si- about our sixth round pick getting beat in, in preseason. No. Like, that's not a thing I get pissed about. And, so. and you see, you know, talking to the coaches yesterday, Jay, we were talking to all the assistants uh, two days ago. Yeah, and they were impressed with it there. Even Graham, they were yeah. like, "All right, this is what we wanted. Go after the kid. All right, he got beat, but he stuck. He still stuck what he had to do and all that." So. Right. 
You know, even though I saw people like roasted him on Twitter, like, "Oh, he stinks." You, you talking about this guy? Like, are you kidding me? You know, yeah, you, you know. Yeah, so, guys, really? Yeah, I mean, you know, so that you know, this kid's still in their plans. You know, Rodarius Williams. Um, uh, Dory didn't play the other night. You know, Bradbury didn't play the other night. Yeah. You right. know, um, uh, Madre Harper played pretty. He was all right the other night. Harper had one at one penalty, but obviously Jerry, a couple of the guys that stood out on the defensive side of the ball. One had to be Carter Coughlin. Yeah. Yes, right? uh, they moved him inside, and he seems to be like a natural fit in there. Unbelievable, know? right? Yeah, I thought Reggie Raglan. Yeah, was active. Yep. You know, uh, you know, he's a veteran. He's had injury history, history, but this kid, let's not forget, this kid was a high pro, a, pro, a high prospect in Alabama. He came out a high draft pick. You know, um, didn't really live up to it. Had some injuries, but you know what? You look at him and the inside the other night. He was active. Right. You know, um, so that was a good sign. Yeah, I love I love yeah. Coughlin's versatility because I still think he could be a five sack guy, uh, not yeah. just I mean not in, in so much in the middle, but um, you know he was making plays and it looks like he's he's catching on and that could that you know could turn out to be a real fine for them. You know Graham loves versatility and, and he can play inside and outside. It, it was nice to see. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, so that was a very you know he's having a great camp. Yeah, Coughlin and he continued that in in the Jack game, so that was a good sign. Too, you know, CJ Board for the most part handled the punt return and kick return well. They, 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 you could tell they like him. They like CJ Board. They're looking at him even, you know. Um, so yeah, they like him on special teams. We'll see. They, they actually, they like to see Tony in there sooner or later. But you got to get him on the field, Jerry. You know, yeah. you got to get him on the field. So hopefully Tony starts getting back because this kid could be a real good punt returner for them too, man. Tony, yeah. you know, yeah. and they're gonna have Pep in there too. You know, Pep is gonna be returning punts in certain certain situations. Um, so other than that, as you know, Jerry, uh, Clement, like we said, Booker was all right, right? Yeah, he's all right. You know, nothing um, to get excited about. And receiver wise, Sills obviously did some things. And I think somebody else had three catches too, Jerry. Uh, do you remember? Was it Lewis? Damian uh, Lewis? Was he? Damian Willis? Was it Willis? Wilson. Had a couple of catches? Willis, Willis, Willis. Yeah. All right. Well, he will not be on this team. He'll right. I know, but he did have a touchdown. He had some catches. Right. He had a few catches. Okay. <laughs> and, and he's not going to make. You know, he'll he'll be gone. Yeah. Uh, and some of the you know some guys placed on IR. You know, Chris Milton was released. You know, uh, they had to get down to eighty-five by two. Yeah. So so the IR guys were Murphy, Brunson, uh, Kalu, and Jaron Williams, and then um, waived were Alfred Morris. And Chris Milton, Alfred Morris. So yeah, they brought Morris in. They didn't, you know, obviously, you know, not much left in the legs for Alfred. Um, so they moved on from him, you know, and that's where we are right now, dude. I mean, uh, you know, the, the Cleveland game. Uh, Jerry, I'm, trying to, I'm trying not to laugh. Like I'm thinking of like what my father would think of bringing in Alfred Morris, then cutting him a week later. He'd be like, like you say, like. What the hell are we doing here? Like, what was the point of that? I guess they just wanted to see, but it just looks so funny. Like, you bring in Alfred Morris and Alfred Morris out the door. Like, all right, we, you know, yeah. we probably could have told you, fill, you guys you this wasn't going to work out. You fill up a camp roster number, Jerry, and then you I see know. if he has any left. I know. He doesn't. They move on. <laughs> know. You know? That's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's, what, that's where we're at with that. Brightwell's been back. You know, he's been working in practice. Yeah, good. He'll get some action Sunday, I'm sure. Nice. And we're looking for what, Jerry? The main thing I think we're looking for against the Browns Sunday is offensive line play. Move the ball. Yeah. God, just move the ball. I don't care if you move it to field goals. Just move the ball down the field, man. 
No. Oh, oh, and uh, Clayton Thorson's no longer. Uh, yeah, well, he almost concerned. he literally almost got killed on the field the other night. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, uh, Damian Willis had that right. He had that one touchdown. Right, Dawson yeah. kind of stepped up, bought some time, hit Willis. Yeah. Actually, beat Corey Bounce on the old giant. Yeah. Um, and, he he uh, had him open on a bomb too, and he threw it out of bounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he was wide open. It was pretty ugly <laughs> at times the other night, right? It's, yeah, sexy, it's preseason football. It gets ugly. Um, hopefully, it's a lot more cleaned up this week, Jerry. Sunday, and they could do some things in offense. That's that's what we're all looking for, right? Yeah. Let's see how they match up against these guys. Let's see if the offensive line can move, move them off the ball a little bit. And move the ball, get some first downs. Maybe you know, let's get some points, Jerry. That would be nice. It'd be a good feeling in the building, dude. You know, and no so. one was concerned. I wasn't like when I watched the defense. I wasn't concerned because I, I think I counted yeah. two starters. It was Crowder and and Austin Johnson, right? Like that was it. Right, right. And nobody else was was close to being a starter. So right. when the Jets are running through them and completing passes, like yeah. that's not what I get mad at. You know, it's more yeah. like what you saw offensively and the offensive line a bit and it, although you said that you know like you said they did get better but yeah, it's just it was tough to watch man and i love preseason and that was like holy cow this is brutal yeah yeah so <laughs> there's two more of these jerry and uh, we'll see if they improve sunday afternoon because uh they need a, they need a good feeling in the building as far as the offensive line wise you know everybody feels good about the defense dude you know <laughs> yeah right, nobody's right. Really- Nobody's really concerned about the defense of the building. Believe me, I'm, I'm there every day. Nobody's concerned about those guys. Yeah, no one's concerned that Madre um, Harper's getting beat. It's like, mm, okay, uh, yeah. he's, he's like our he's like our 75th corner. <laughs> yeah, you know, nobody's really concerned, you know, about, uh, right. you know, Quincy Wilson playing safety and uh, right. all that stuff, right. you know. So, um, but the concern is, uh, obviously, we know what that is, the offensive line, and let's see what happens Sunday. You know, Mara and Gettleman spoke to us yesterday, you know, mm. Uh, they were asked about it, you know. They still, you know, they feel good. They feel good what they have, and we'll see what happens, you know. Okay, we'll see. We'll see how they, yeah, I, you know, you take you take what you take from those pressers, dude. But uh, yeah. you know, Gettleman, you might as well just be talking to the wall. He just, I mean, know. it's like a propaganda machine. Yeah, I mean, I asked him a question yesterday about you know what concerns about this team, and he gave me he gave me everything but the answer to my question. <laughs> you know, so. Now, one good news, one good thing, uh, Gettleman did bring up yesterday. He decided to enlighten us with uh, that he is now open to negotiating contracts during the season, like basically everybody else does. You know, so you know, um, so there's a couple of guys you think Chris, about. Chris is Peppers one of those guys? Um, I would imagine Peppers. I asked Dave yesterday. Uh, is Peppers one of those guys? And he said, I don't discuss contracts. Okay, David, you just said that you are going to be talking about contracts during the season. So, you know, uh, yeah. but he doesn't want to get into it. Fine. Um, and I would imagine Barkley, if when, if he comes back healthy, it would be the other one, you know. What's your what's your prediction there, Chris, with Barkley? Uh, my prediction is going to be Barkley comes back. He's, he, he's good to go, plays really well, and gets a deal. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if it's going to be Nick Chubb numbers or it's going to be Christian McCaffrey numbers. Yeah. Knowing Gettleman, since he took so much uh, so much heat for drafting him second overall, and to show everybody, you know, this is my guy, I'm sure it'd be towards the McCaffrey numbers. I got a question. Here's another question. I just thought of this one. Would John Mara make Dave Gettleman wait a bit to see how this goes? Like, say Dave Gettleman thinks he can get Barkley week three at a really good rate. Just say. Would John Mara step in and say, yeah, you know what, Dave, hang on there. Um, we, 
Like, because what if what if it goes awry and they make a change at the end of the year? And it's like, well, Gutterman just signed Barkley. <laughs> the new GM comes in and he's like, again, I'm not trying to make all these scenarios, but that is a very possible one, right? Like, Absolutely. A new GM comes in and says, how much are we paying the, the running back? Oh, okay. Uh, well, I don't want to do that. I mean, is there any possibility that, that John Mara steps in and says, hold off on this? Uh, you know, for I understand, Mara lets Gettleman and he lets okay. those guys run the, the operation. Yeah, okay. but I, I don't know, Jerry. You know, yeah. personnel moves. Nico, you know, all in time Mara, from what I understand, is confirmed is when obviously the numbers because John has to sign the paychecks, you know? Right, right. right. So obviously you know, nobody's giving out a huge contract without Mara okaying it. So if Mara doesn't feel, hey, no, I don't, I'm not giving this kid that money. Right. Whatever it is, of course, you know? No, we're not going that hard. Or, or we're not having you decide this yet. <laughs> Look, Jerry, Mara was asked yesterday for the thousandth time, you know, is Gettleman on the hot seat? What if you don't make the playoffs, you know? Of course, Mara's like, well, Mara first came out and said, we're all on a hot seat here. The fans want us to win, you know? Yeah. And then everybody's coming back. Oh, John, you own the team. You're not getting fired. That's not what he meant. You know, right. I mean, you know, of course he's not getting fired. He owns a damn team. But what John means is that we're all feeling it, you know? Because yeah. Yeah. we haven't won, you know? Um, so obviously he's not going to come out and say, yeah, Dave's gone if we finish 5-12, and 12, you know? Right. He's not going to say that, John. Um, he's not, you know, but he will be gone, Gettleman. If they do not make the playoffs this year, if they're six and eleven, you know, um, and the offensive line does not play up to what they thought they were going to play, and if Daniel doesn't take steps forward, Dave Gettleman will be launched out of this building, and deservingly so. Yeah. So, hey, uh, look, a lot of people feel he should have been launched last year, Jerry. We're, Chris, we're going to take a break. We're going to come right back and stay on that point. Hang on one second, guys. We'll be right back. Here's a word from our sponsor, uh, Manscaped.com. Attention Giant Insider podcast listeners and buffoons all the way from Australia to the swamps of Jersey. Guys, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have the solution for you with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick those pubes to Philly, Washington, or Dallas. Just get them the hell out of East Rutherford with the Performance Package 4.0. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for Giant Sundays by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20, F-A-N-S-I-D-E-D-2-0. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which I even use on my bald head, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your gear. This fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on off switch, can engage a travel lock, and it is even waterproof. The Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4000K LED spotlight that you can turn on and off when needed for a more precise shave throughout your cover two defense. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Are you kidding me? This nose and, and ear and hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those oh-so-delicate places. Don't forget to use the Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, and their Crop Reviver to help your special teams be on their A-game. 
Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean cover three, your balls will thank you. And we're back. Yeah, uh, your point about Gettleman is 100% accurate. There were people last year who said they would have moved on, who, sh- who think they should have moved on. I said I was 51-49 on that. Um, yeah, and it's just, he came in here in 18, and I look, man, we, we're, we try to be honest here. We, are, we always say this. We're fans, but we try to be honest. You support the guy f- for the time being, and then you try to see what his vision is. But his number one goal was to make the offensive line better, and it's 2021. <laughs> and it's not. And this is his fourth year. And is this the 2018 line? Or is it the line that started to get better at the end of last year? Uh, you would think it's more the, the latter because it's most of the same guys. But um, disappointing uh, is kind of an understatement right now with how I'm feeling about this. So Yeah, yeah like, don't, don't, Jerry, don't, don't get too down yet. Uh, you know, it's still, let's see how to, you know, move on here. The process, let the process keep playing out, Jerry. Let these okay. kids, like I said, Andrew Thomas, dude, I like the way he looks. He's like, you know, I like the way he looked at tonight. So, you know, let's give these kids more time. You know, I, I know, I know some things are going on like, oh man, these guys, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, yeah. but let it play on Jerry. You know, uh, obviously if they start getting whipped up the first two weeks of the season, yeah. then it's time for like, you know, total and complete panic, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so. Let it play out. Let's see what happens, brother. All right, all right man. Thank you. Thanks for talking me off the ledge, buddy. Need that sometimes. <laughs> um, all right. Thanks, guys. 72 questions in response to my tweet this morning. Really appreciate the support, as always. want to thank you guys for that all the time. We'll kick it off with Average Beast at Mr. Chris 172 This is kind of a layup for Chris based on one of the things you said last night. If you were the GM and team doctors told you they don't recommend drafting a particular player... Even though it was a medical condition he played with while in college and was a damn good player, what would you do? Hashtag buffoon crew. <laughs> and, if, and if my doctor said don't draft him? Yeah. I wouldn't draft him. No, I wouldn't draft him. But what about, didn't you li- what about uh, the lineman that you liked on Kansas City? Oh, oh you mean the blood clot? Oh, oh I'm sorry. See, that's, why, yeah. that's why I thought that was a, a like. Oh, oh, okay. So Trey Smith we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not thinking of that line. I thought it was like an injury, like Rudolph's or something. Like he needed surgery or something like that. Oh, oh, well, look. If it look, if my team doctors said, but that's not the case with Smith. He had issues, but he was cleared. Just to let you know. But if my doctors, obviously, look, if my doctors told me, listen, his blood clots, it's not going to work out. You know, I would probably not draft the kid. No, I I would have to listen to my doctors. But that's. You know, if you're going to get to Trey Smith, he was cleared. That happened when he was younger, you know, yeah. and he was cleared to go. Right. And that's scared. No, not, now that's scared a lot of teams. Right. I'm sure that doctors might have said, listen, you know, but it didn't scare the Chiefs, though, did it? <laughs> it didn't. Yeah, you know, so uh, we'll see. But that was, you know, that's one kid that when he's there in the sixth round, fifth round, you know, you know, but Take honestly, a flyer. Take a flyer. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Leo, doctor... Coll- Leo Collins. We all know yeah. what happened in in what 2015 with that. Yeah, one. yeah. And that was well, the sixth know, round. Yeah. He didn't go yet. And we took Bobby yeah. Hart. It was like 
why not? I, I understand the circumstances around that were weird, but if I'm Jerry Reese, my my defense there would have been, guys, it's a sixth round pick. I don't I don't know what happened here. He's a very talented player. We took a flyer. That's it. It's an easy decision. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Oscar Nieves. Just we kind of talked about this, but I just I guess we're looking for you for guidance here, Chris. He listened to Sean O'Hara mention that he doesn't remember ever leaving a preseason game thinking that they looked good. With yeah. that said, are we concerned with what we saw or should we relax? Well, I think we just talked about yeah, it. Yeah, right? I know. I just wanted to ask that question. Yeah, let's like just, you know, listen, it's, it's, it's way too early. Yeah. Um, obviously, concern, no question. I and mean, You have a right to be concerned, but let's not, let's not get crazy. It's early. Yeah. Uh, Matt Stortgaard. Hey, guys. Awesome with another podcast as usual. Thanks, buddy. Give me a prediction for one or two players that will surprise us and have a great season for the Giants. I'm going with Andrew Thomas and Elijah Penny. Hashtag buffoon crew. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Andrew Thomas, the one in him, too. And I'm going to go with, uh, well, it's not a surprise, but. Oh, are you ready? Yeah. Shh. Evan Ingram. Oh, good. I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope you're right. Thomas and Ingram. There you go. For me, Jerry. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to go with, I'm going to stick with my Carter Coughlin. And when I say, I mean, like, it's going to be very impressive. It's going to be, you know, if he's playing the middle, obviously the tackle numbers are going to be up. And I'm going to stick with that five to eight sacks that he's going to get for us this year. Uh, and the other one, if the Giants do the right thing, I'm telling you, man, I think David Sills can actually play, let alone make this roster. So if they're, if they're doing right by him and doing right by this team, I think if he gets playing time, you're going you're gonna to be, you're going to be surprised with how much they throw to him and how much Daniel Jones can look to a guy like that, a tall receiver who gets open, especially in the red zone, as a security blanket. So there you go. How Here nice we, if you how nice it would be, Jeff, if you had two big kids, right? Him and Galladay. Yeah, right? right, right. Yeah. Jones never had that. Godfather of Brooklyn. Hey Jerry and Chris. Na, na, with this. Na, 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 na. <laughs> hey Jerry and Chris with his steady play through camp and his performance in the first preseason game. Could we see Carter Coughlin seriously challenging Tate Crowder? For the starting inside linebacker, mm. uh, that's not the question I wanted to get to. His hashtag is, "Can Chris make me an honorary paisan?" <laughs> that's what I wanted uh, to get to. As soon as you give me your last name, yeah. All right. And where and where you're from? Well, he says Godfather of Brooklynite. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, so Godfather Brooklyn. All right, so obviously, I want to know where, what part of Brooklyn you're from, because you know some parts of Brooklyn we don't really consider, you know, <laughs> right. Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Not Italian. You know, if you're Italian from Greenpoint, it's like, ah, oh, okay, whatever. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's you got to be, look, if you're Italian, dude, you got to be from, you know, Bensonhurst, Dyker, you know, at least Wild Back Bay Ridge. All right, guy? I don't want to hear nothing like, you know, Park Slope Italian, you know, something like that. You know? What's the other one? Williamsburg, right? That's well, Williamsburg. Is that, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's going to say Williamsburg. But, Carson, give, give me your name, dude. Where you from? We'll make you an honorary paisan. Yeah. Carson's Gatorade Dunk. Great pod, Chris. Next time there is a presser, can you stick a wad of paper under the podium? I almost got motion sick watching the podium bounce around. We worked in high school. LOL. I guess the podium was moving the whole time. Was the podium moving? On? I didn't it's realize. It's just funny what people notice. That's great. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> That's like when when Gettleman talks sometimes, and the mic is there. He goes. Yeah. With his head, it drives me crazy. It's like, oh my know. god, someone give him 
mittens or something. Funny. All right. Buffoon Blue. If you could go back and pick another player instead of Tony, would you do it? And who would it be? Wow. Already with that question. Good stuff, man. Yeah. It, I think Chris was pretty clear with who he would have taken. It would have been Slater. Right? Yes, sir. Yes, I mean, sir. no trade down, take Slater. I do yes, like sir. the trade down getting that pick, but at that moment, come on, Slater. <laughs> Made so much sense. Okay. Frank Seattle. Speaking of Pisons. Very concerned with Chris's subtle non-mention of Hernandez as a possible re-sign candidate. What is he seeing from him in camp? Hashtag buffoon crew, hashtag not a relative. What are you seeing um, from Hernandez? About, did I say anything about re-signing? Well, no, we were just saying of, of the guys that were going to re-sign from 2018, Hernandez wasn't on the list, I don't think. Oh, no. Um, oh, what did you see from the other night? Basically the same thing, right? I mean, yeah. Nothing really impressive, right? Yeah. So, you know. I haven't seen any special Will in camp. The same Will. Eddie Bulger. All right, so so many of you send questions in that when it's not question time, and I'm like, oh, I'll get to that, but I always forget. This one I wanted to remember. <laughs> Eddie Bulger. Good job, buddy. Would you guys take a flyer on Josh Rosen as a backup? Got to be better than what we have now. No, I would not. Okay. Couple things, if I may. The reason there was a reason I wanted to answer this. The question was asked of Gettleman if he regrets taking Saquon Barkley, and I get it because there's Quentin Nelson, Josh Allen, <clears throat> but the names that were thrown around for take for the Giants at two were Baker Mayfield if he was there, because I think we all thought he was going to be there. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Chubb, <laughs> Barkley, and even Quentin Nelson. I'll give you that one. But, guys, the, the narrative that we should have taken Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was, was for whatever reason, being you know, talked about as being, changing him to receiver, which was stupid. But no, no way were people talking about him in the top ten. Josh Allen was – he was being compared to Denver's quarterback. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I want to say Ostriker. That's uh, American Pie. Oscar Miller. Osweiler, uh, right. Oswala, That's what he, yes. he, was being, he was being compared to him. So that's first off. So the, the narrative that Gettleman passed on, you know, Josh Allen, come on. Rosen and Darnold were really the two that, that Gettleman got crucified over. And you look at Rosen, he's been with four teams, or I'm sorry, four teams already, and Darnold's been traded. So whatever. Second part of that, a few years ago, I, you know, I made it pretty clear that a friend of mine met Rosen, and Rosen didn't seem interested at all talking about football and wanted to talk about trading because my buddy worked at a hedge fund. Fine, okay, maybe he's interested in trading. But he wouldn't talk about football at all. And my friend just said, it was very weird. And I kind of brought this up on the podcast. And I remember we got a little crucified for this one. And it was, well, what the hell do you know? All I'm saying is, it's got to be more than just talent now. He's dry, He's been on four teams and he's gone, right, Chris? Like, it's yeah, got to be yeah. more than just, he can't play. It's it, There's something else there. Because he has, yeah. you think he has the arm strength, he has the talent. But anyway. Yeah, even Kyle Shanahan told him to take a walk. Right, right. You know, it's interesting because you you got to be all about football in this league. To be, if you're an NFL quarterback, you have to be all about the NFL, all about the game. Yeah, you know, all about. And the kid might have other interests. I don't know. It's just it's weird. Give it all. I don't know. But he's been on four different teams, so that it's tells so you something. Strange, right? right? Okay. Uh, yeah, that tells you something right there. So no, we're, no, we're gonna, I don't want Josh. We're gonna Rosen go with Mike Glennon. Wow. All right. 
let's see. Craig at H-O-E-F underscore C. Have not heard much about Nick Gates this training camp. I presume that's a good thing. Sort of like yeah. saying Chris saying Thomas has had a quiet and good camp. So Nick Gates? Yeah, good. no, he's Nick, Nick's, Nick's played well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No worries with Nick. <clears throat> Uh, hunt for five. No question this week. I just want to say that the hey, hey, what can I do hate on Jerry from Chris is slightly unfair. There is a lot worse music out there. Hashtag buffoon crew. I didn't say that. I never In said fairness, there's a lot worse music. Because I, I said it was the second one of my one of my favorite songs. That's what got me. Uh, that's up to Jerry. I'm not saying that. I mean, Jerry's a buffoon for thinking that's a top song. But uh, that's but that's his opinion. If Jerry likes it. I never said there's way worse. So, you know, of course there's way better songs. Or, you know. Worst songs, whatever it is, everybody knows that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hey, I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, if it was Alice Cooper, that would be the number one song of all time. If Alice Cooper had that song, right, right. Uh, Jerry thinks oh, sorry, number one all time Alice Cooper song. That's how bad his music is. Right. Go ahead. You don't like schools out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jerry thinks I'm a fraud. <laughs> That's his name. This is awesome. Aside from injuries, <laughs> because let's let's look at his. Twitter handle. Jerry thinks he's I'm a, a fraud. He's a Giants fan from Wisconsin. Jerry oh, thinks well, I'm a fraud. You think, you think he's a fraud? Yeah. At Racine, we made it. That's his name. That's awesome. This poor Aside guy. From I can't in- even... Go ahead. <laughs> Aside from injuries, who's the biggest disappointment in camp thus far? Hmm. Aside from injuries, Chris. Aside from injuries, who's the biggest disappointment? Yeah. Hmm. Uh... Good no, question because really. you'd say like Kyle Rudolph, but he hasn't because he hasn't played yet. You know, I just, nah, just yeah, to yeah. That's yeah. Been, no, you know what? Maybe, maybe Devontae Booker. Maybe. Okay. Good one. Maybe. Good one. And the, the, maybe the, the, the best surprise might be Corey Clement for you. No? Yeah, but you you know what? We kind of knew what Corey could give you. You know, yeah. he's got a resume, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, so that, it's not really, you know, I can't everything he didn't really you know right so uh, i would say you know Devontae booker really hasn't flashed i would say him so far for on my end kyle kyle heidi uh at sector bob gaming think of your ideal giants <laughs> fan cave <laughs> oh, i'll try to think of it what three <laughs> items must be there aside from a seat in television i mean look i yeah i'm sitting in one um <laughs> Aside from the seats, right? That's the most. That's probably the most important. The seat from the polo grounds. I would say the item that I'll, uh, the three items I'll never have, just because of the cost, uh, is the opening program, 1925. I'm a big program guy, and then the uh, the two from the championships in 34 and 38. So those would be my three. If I had a wish list, and uh, I could get them, those would be the there three. There you go. So. Uh, Let's see another another question on Rosen. Oh, you go Ray Kinsella. Ray, Ray Kinsella. Kinsella. You must enjoy that game last week. Chris, what is your favorite Italian dish? Yeah, my favorite Italian chicken palm. All right. Well, thought you might go a little more exotic. A little bolognese from uh, Sally Anthony's down in Little Italy was one of my favorites. Nice. And Sabella's, uh, Mikey Sabella's place, and. Uh, Sabella, the bolognese and that used to be one of my favorites, but I haven't been down literally, you know, in a long time, buddy. Nice. 
Good stuff. Donnie, me, Donnie, you keep asking this question. I think he asked it two weeks in a row. We didn't cover the team back in 2011, so he's asking about locker room stories from 2011. I just want to address, we didn't cover the team back in 2011. We've only covered them since they've completely sucked. So yeah. <laughs> we haven't covered them when they've won yet. Uh, all right, we'll go a couple more. David McCoy, at this point, would it make sense to trade one of the top 10 picks the Giants have? One of the, I'm sorry. Would it make sense to trade one of the 10 picks the Giants have in 2022 for, for help on the O-line this year? Well, if you could land a starting guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you could land a legit starter, yeah, no doubt. Obviously not number, not any of the ones, but if you, could, if you could land a legit starter, but good luck with that. All right, we'll go. Let's see. We'll go two more. Carl Winslow at Carl Winslow 23. What are you seeing from Daniel Jones in camp that fans should be optimistic about? Last season was a clear decline statistically, and he often seemed to focus on his first read. So what are you seeing about Jones this year that we should be optimistic about, Chris? Uh, he seemed to be a little better with his decisiveness, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, that's something you know, he's had issues with at times. So you should be, you know, you should be excited about that. But we're not gonna, you know what, Jerry is camp stuff, shorts, you know, some pants, and we're not gonna know, dude. Yeah, we're not gonna know till he gets in there in the preseason, and then obviously when the season gets going. Because I gotta be honest with you, you know, these camp practices. Some days he's looked really good, you know. Right. right. Other days, I, you know, what I've been reporting, you know, it's been an up and down, up and down for him. Yeah. All right. Last one from Chris at 5'6", Gmen64. Rob Ninkovich was a versatile player that was so, valu- was so valuable to that good New England defense. With pass rush skill, athletic ability, and his versatility, do you think Carter Coughlin could be that type of player for the Giants? Yeah, well, you know, he's going to be versatile inside, outside. Uh, he, he's, you know, Judge saw Ninkovich up close, so I'm sure that's the thought process there. You know, he could be that type of guy. Good stuff, buddy. All right, man. Um, every other question seems about to be about the offensive line, so that's all she wrote. Anything else you want to cover? No, that's it. When we talk next week, we'll talk about the Browns game, right? Yep. Yeah. And forty-seven other transactions. Uh, you know, ten other ten other cornerbacks and five fifty-year-old linemen. Gettleman brings in, and we'll talk about that. You know, sixteen more corners. Let's look for some. Let's look for some positive football Sunday against a real good squad. You know. Yeah. Let's, Let's get some nice drive. How about a nice drive? How about a nice 70 yard drive for the offensive, you know, and get the process going here, man. Yes. Yeah. So, and I promise I won't be a downer next week. So, well, just it's not a downer. Right it's just that you, I think you're expressing what a lot of people feel like there's a concern going on the offensive side of the ball and the offensive line. All, all I'm saying is I'm concerned. You, Jerry, look, you, you talk to me all the time. I put it on Twitter. Nobody's more concerned than me, right, dude? Yeah. No. Uh, no one. I, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I just don't want it people to panic and you know say oh it's over on august 18th it's a lot of football a lot of process to play out so right so we'll see but you know we'll see man good stuff buddy as always all right guys tutorial subscription to the giant insider go to www.thegiantinsider.com go to magster.com for a digital subscription that's m-a-g-z-t-e-r and download the giant insider app from the app store all right guys good stuff talk to you next week remember sundays are giant days take care everybody bye bye everybody